0: Elizabeth Mullen has just released her new album, Wherever You Aren't. We find the Chicago-based artist in her hometown of Iowa City, visiting family and friends for Thanksgiving. We start out at the beginning, when Wherever You Aren't got its start in, of all places, Dublin, Ireland.
1: I thought my mind was out I showed the first song off the record to my Irish band at a rehearsal because I was playing some clothes over there. I was like, hey, this one's really new. I don't, you know, it's really fresh, but could we give it a try? And then I showed it to them and they were like, this is our favorite one now. It's called Headgear. And then we pieced it together and then we recorded it there. And then, yeah, after that, an accumulation of a bunch of other songs came together, but it never seemed like the right moment to release it. I was always like waiting for like a team to be a part of it. Right. Endemic kit. Like so so many different things. And then finally this year I was like, let's just do it myself. I've I've released I've self released music before. I've gotten this far on my own. Let's just you know, rather than just doing nothing, let's do something. So I so I finally released it and it and it feels really good.
0: Cool. Now I see Headgear made it to the top of the album, uh, the lead off track. Uh, yeah. So uh, it seems to be a song about self healing maybe. And there's a line in there that sounds very familiar to me. So tell me all about it.
1: Definitely about mental health, just getting through a day. Yeah. I think, um, you know, even getting through what might feel like a mundane or easy day, sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back, even for the little things. Um, and that song, I think, definitely resonated even more, even in myself, over the last couple years. Of, right. You know, I think mental health and like, you know, getting through... Just getting through things, everyone kinda had to face yeah. face the facts a little more. We didn't really have as much room for uh, avoiding, I guess.
0: Right, right. So uh, so it feels like you kind of almost predicted what people were gonna be going through for the next few years. It's kinda of scary.
1: Yeah. You yeah. we were here first. I predicted the pandemic.
0: <laughs> Very good. Well, thanks a lot. Sorry about that. That's all um, right. And I see you you made a, uh, the video got posted like back in July of 2019. So the song's been around a while. Did you get much, uh, reaction from the song that kind of spurred you on to make the rest of the record?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That I kind of, I, I recorded it and then kind of put it out shortly after. And yeah, that one went really well. It's still like, you know, it's, it became my biggest song, you know, whether it's like streams or whatever, or at shows, people really love that song. Um, and for the longest time, people have been like, where is that one? On? What vinyl is that one on? Right. And I could never say. And now I finally can. So that feels good. Very um, good. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And yeah, the bass line. Um, so my Irish band, my friend Oshin, who plays bass on the song, he is actually the lead of a punk band. Oh, cool. And one called Thumper. And then uh, so is Alan, who plays some guitar on this one. And my friend Cuiva. In Dublin plays drums, and she's in like kind of like an R and B pop band, right? So I feel like their styles kind of come into play in the song, like that bass line. He really he's just playing it so like punk, right? And it's like more like indie rock folk song, but th- I think that's why the bass line stands out because yeah. it's so for this genre of music. You know, maybe not the typical kind of baseline gotcha. um yeah. that's definitely a all right on there.
0: And, and you co-produced the record with a gentleman by the name of scott mcdowell who is he and why is he on board
1: who is he <laughs> um, he was a friend of a friend um he lives in the bay area in california and right. we just really hit it off one day at a show and like we have a lot of similar tastes in music and like we were just talking a lot about the process of making music. And he was like, Hey, I would love to be a part of this record. Cause he heard all these songs I'd been playing live, but hadn't recorded yet. And he was like, I'd love to be a part of it. And I was like, yeah, same dude. Um, <laughs> so then through making the record, we became more than just friends of friends and uh, just friends. Um, and yeah, he's great. He also mixed the record. Um, yeah, he's just—he's—he's a—he's a very like fun person in the studio. Has a really good ear. He kind of got me out of my head for sure. Uh-huh. Um, there were there were some there were some things that I usually lean to, like especially like I love doing heavy reverb on vocals, and he was like, let's keep the reverb, but let's tone it down. Let's like let your actual voice translate. You know, um, so I'm glad that he he got me out of my comfort zone of just washy, really washy reverb.
0: One of the songs I really wanted to touch on is Soft Serve because uh, it almost sounds like an old soul song that, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of a band, a group called the Delphonics from back in the 60s and 70s.
1: I've heard of that band, yeah. Yeah,
0: they're a beautiful soul singer. Uh, They had a song called La 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 means I love you. Anyway, it kind of reminded me of that.
1: That song it's like the one kind of like happy love song on the record I right. I really- I wrote that when I was feeling in love. Um, (laughs) Most of the record is about uh, what it feels like when things don't work. I noticed that. (laughs) But I I wanted to keep this one in there because it's like songs like this and feelings like this, you know, maybe makes the the it not working worth that. Right. Right, Um, right. And yeah, I just leaned into the cheese for this one. I was (laughs) You know, all all of the lyrics are, you know, purposefully just unabashedly cheesy um, uh-huh. and just really let the feeling through the song Which the, the feeling is just like that, like really gooey, fuzzy feeling of the beginnings of falling in love and um, at least in America, like you know summertime just like summer romance where it's like you're eating ice cream outside and it's hot out and yeah yep. You know. yeah and just like tracking like a bunch of like harmonies and um you know there's horns on this song which is new for me having a, a horn section um, right yeah.
0: yeah there's there's sax on that one then there's like flute and trombone on the following track um on emotionally available right
1: yeah, yeah, which is sure. about people who aren't that. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you have a guitar player, uh, Dan, yeah, on Emotionally Available. I like it. It's got kind of a Southern soul, kind of muscle shoals feel to it.
1: And I played played guitar on on those on those tracks. He, uh, I actually was just rehearsing with him last night for our show this weekend. Um, he is like one of the most versatile like guitarists I've ever met. He can do any genre perfectly. He's he, yeah, he's just an amazing guitarist and musician.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Then you have a, a tune called "Clown Song," which. Features some pedal steel, and it's a co-write as well.
1: Actually, with my my best friend, I'm actually in her house right now. Okay. I'm staying at her house while I'm back in town. Yeah, she was a she is a poet. She went to the writer's workshop for the poetry program here in Iowa City. And yeah, she's a she's an amazing poet. And I had this song, you know, the first draft of it, and then I brought it actually over here to right. her house, and we talked about it and she gave me yeah we just edited a lot of the the lines and she also loves clowns so it worked out to uh-huh. like have the song be about like a circus um but yeah and then i wanted to bring in pedal steel because I, I do love country music um so this this record is not trying to be one genre um, my songs never are right i, I just wanna, let it be what it is melodically, sonically, and this one definitely leaned into kind of that old country.
0: Yeah, it's a very um, sad song.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's my favorite song on the record, um, and it's definitely. I think it, it's very sad, but I always try and throw a little bit of hope at the end, right. where it's like. Wow, I've realized that I've been putting up a front and trying so hard to get someone, anyone to love me that I'm not even showing them what's worth loving. I'm just like putting on this, you know, front. Um, But I think realizing that that's happening, finally, like, you know, turning to see the storm is, uh, I I think, a positive thing. Because it means that there's like a turn. There's like, okay... I finally see what's going on. Right. Now it's time to change it.
0: Right, right, right. Um, yeah. uh, speaking of throwing a little light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, the last song is kind of does that uh, for the album as well, uh when, wherever you aren't. Kind of an up as opposed to some of the, the the lower sides. That was the plan, was it? I
1: would love to see you even though I shouldn't Love me even though you can't include it I would love to hear you say It's so nice to see you I would love to be alone We know that isn't true Yeah, yeah, especially that last line Wherever you are, wherever you aren't, that's okay Yeah, I think, you know, we're we're all so hard on ourselves. We're constantly, you know, like not focused on all of the things that we've already, like, it's easy to think about, you know, our, our failures or what we still need to do or where we aren't yet. And like, it, it's okay to be where you are. It's okay to, um, still need to keep growing. Um, and yeah, the, that's, that's, that was the intention of the the end of the album is like, all right, you've you've a lot of bad stuff's happened, but
0: Hang in there. But you're
1: still <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hang in there. Right. Don't don't give up. Not yet. And,
0: and it's kind of a duet with someone named Jenna, Gemma Cohen. Who is she?
1: Yes. She's a very, very good friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, she also plays a lot of bass on the record. Right. Um she's just an amazing singer. Um very supportive person, uh, and I think our, our voices blend really well. So Scott and I, my co-producer, we wanted to really turn up her harmony in the mix. Right, it um, so definitely ends up being a duet because of how high that that harmony is in comparison to to my vocals. But she sounds great. She's an amazing singer, amazing bassist, now an amazing mom. Oh, she just had a baby. Big- yay! Yeah,
0: <laughs> I just became a grandfather.
1: <laughs> wow! Congrats! Oh, thanks. That's awesome. That's <laughs>
0: yeah, very exciting. Uh, anyway, um, so you got the show coming up, um, your your kind of album release show in Iowa City. What's that going to be like for you? Coming back home, playing the record. Because, I mean, let's face it, a lot of this stuff is pretty personal in the lyrics. So is it difficult to kind of bear all that in front of family and friends?
1: Yeah, it's always interesting when there's especially family in in, in the audience. Right. Um, but, you know, they respect. I'm very lucky to have family that respects my art. You know, they, they support me pursuing this, you know, and they... They show up for my shows. I think showing up is a very important thing in my family. Right. Um, you know, like showing up to like, you know, kids sporting events or showing up to like, you know, my show. Um, I think just being there is important. So even if they come and I'm singing these songs where they're like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, at least they're there. And I think I'm, I'm very lucky that they are there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be fun to play here in Iowa and then, Got some release shows back in Chicago where I live. Yeah. Um and then twenty twenty three it's like just wide open. I'm definitely gonna be playing a lot. I'm in the process of planning, right. but that sounds good. I don't plan on being home in twenty twenty three. Because you also I play with
0: just... other folks like in other bands and stuff, right? Or you have in the past. Yeah. I don't know if you still are. I-
1: Yes. Yeah. So pretty much all of the last year, I was in other people's bands. I was in Kevin Morphy's band right. for most of this year. Yep. And then last fall, I was in my friend's Squirrel Flower's band. I was playing lead guitar. Yep.
0: Great, great name um, for a band. I love it.
1: <laughs> right? It's so fun. Um, so yeah, it was definitely fun being a hired gun right. and just not being the front person, you know, just playing for someone else's song, you know, just enjoying being a part of the process. Uh, I think there, I, I love both. There's pros and cons to, to both, you know, kind of ways to be a part of live music. Right, right. You
0: know? I was thinking the same thing. It could be frustrating because you want to do your own thing, but then you could gain some insights or something from these experiences that you wouldn't yeah. normally get. So. You-
1: yeah, I think they're, I think both are great. And also as, you know a lead person someone who's constantly hiring other people to be a part of my music i think it's really important i think any lead person should experience being a hired gun because uh-huh. um, it it gives you perspective yeah. you know i already had such a deep appreciation for all of the people who play in my band i mean i basically only ever hired friends because like i love making music with friends but when you're a hired gun for someone else, it's like, it makes you realize like, wow, these people who are in your band, they're putting so much more of themselves and their time and emotions than you even realize. Mm-hmm. You, are, you think it's this much, it's already a lot, but then you realize like, oh, it's even more. Right, right. Like, Thank you for learning my songs. Yeah. You know,
0: And Chicago yeah. usually has a vibrant scene. What's it like these days?
1: Fair. Still, still vibing. Still <laughs> vibing. Um, it's amazing. I love Chicago. I'm so glad. I, You know, being back in Iowa today, it's like I miss it. Right. I will always love coming back here, but I I'm glad I finally made the move. I was so afraid of failing in a big city that, so I just never went. Right. And then I finally did and um, Chicago's been very welcoming. A lot of great great musicians. Um, And it's so fun. Like everyone's in each other's bands, you know? It's a very like incestual sort of playing community. Uh, I love it. Yeah, thanks again for talking. Thanks for listening to the record. My pleasure.
0: Definitely loved it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Alrighty. Thank you very much. Have a great day.
1: Yeah, you too. Bye.